You are asleep, Mr. Wakefield? Yes. Excellent. You see, Edward, he sleepwakes still. Yes, sir. And I believe we are still in mesmeric rapport. Mr. Wakefield, you will please hop on one leg. Certainly, Mr. Peabody. <coughs> ah, excellent. Very good, sir. Thank you, Mr. Wakefield. You may stop now. You may sit. So, to recapitulate, you fully understand club rules? Yes. You will adhere to them at all times? I will. And most particularly? When I set foot within the club building. And our queen, to her you will hold? Unalterable, unswerving allegiance. Go on. I will do her bidding. I will remain always ready for the summons to her cause. And when that summons arrives? I will serve her loyally, even unto death. I will forever serve the Red Queen. Excellent. Then it is time to wake you. And with a few simple passes... Mr. Wakefield... Mm. Wake now, sir. Wake, I say. Mm. What? Ah, there. You feel well, sir? Oh, certainly, Mr. Peabody. Shall we begin? Bless me, the initiation is over, Mr. Wakefield. Get my coat, Edward. We must return to the club. Very good, sir. Over? Yes. Oh, remarkable. I wasn't aware of uh, anything. So then I am... Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. It is my privilege as club secretary to welcome you as a new brother. You have attained full membership of London's premier gentleman society. You are most welcome, sir, to the ranks of the Contingency Club. Hmm. Good. What are you doing, Doctor? Inputting coordinates? Trying to, yes. Why? Where are we going? Patience to see. You'll see. Where's Tegan? In her room with Adric. She was showing us some of her things from Earth. Hmm. Why do you ask? No reason. I just need a moment to concentrate. I want to get this right. I don't understand. Don't understand what? I've explained it. The music is stored on the tape. I know. Here, pass it over. You put the cassette in here. See? Press play. And you can listen to music wherever you are. I know. It's small, you see, compact, perfect for travelling stewardesses. I thought you'd be interested, Adric. This is high-tech. Hardly. Well, you're the one who said you didn't understand. I understand the technology, Tegan. Magnetic tape, quite primitive, really. What? But what I don't understand is why you'd store music on it. Why not store something useful? Like what? Quadratic equations? If you like. Adric, didn't you have music on Alzarius? Alzarius. I never really had time for it. Some teenager you are. Well, don't get offended. Oh, forget it. I'm going to find the others. What did I say now? Nearly there. Then tell me, where are we going, Doctor? Heathrow, England. Doctor, I'm not so sure Tegan still wants to go back there. Really? 
Someone get me out of this place. What's Adric done now? I didn't do anything, apart from say her personal cassette player was primitive and pointless. This cost me a small fortune. I treated myself when I got my job with the airline and it is not primitive. Tell him, Doctor. Well, these things are relative, Tegan. What? You see? Well, all I can say is that Alzarius must have been pretty boring if you never enjoyed a bit of music. Alzarius, we had more important things to do. Please, both of you, we're about to land. At Heathrow? As if. In my opinion, we've tried and failed to land there a bit too often. So you've made getting to Heathrow a personal challenge? I've been wondering... What if some kind of influence was deliberately keeping us away? Or perhaps you just can't fly this bucket of bolts. See? Doctor, what's happening? We're falling. Falling? Is that possible? It shouldn't be. Thank you, driver. That will be all. Very good, sir. Gee up there. And here we are. Oh, magnificent, sir. The most splendid club building in all St. James's. Wait until you see the interior, sir. Shall we? Mr. Peabody. Good day, sir. Oh, Mr. Augustus. How do you do, sir? Uh, I'm afraid, Mr. Augustus, we are rather pressed for... And who is this? A new addition to your hallowed number... <sighs> May I introduce Mr. Wakefield, the noted natural scientist? But if you would please excuse Mr. us... Mr. Wakefield, sir, delighted. Oh. And I, sir... I am George Augustus. You may have heard of me. I don't believe I... I'm a writer. A journalist. I know of your reputation, of course. No wonder the Contingency Club has ushered you into its ranks. Uh, please, sir, you really must excuse us. I was hoping I, I might just... No, thank you. Another time, perhaps... Edward, make sure Mr. Augustus remains outside. Very good, sir. Really, Mr. Peabody, sir, just a moment of your time. I'm very sorry, sir. Entry is for club members only. Yes. Yes, of course. Everyone all right? Yes. Oh, yes. I'm not promising something's not broken. Doctor, what happened? Why is there no light? I can't see a thing. The TARDIS has completely shut down. Here, I think I have a... Yes. You carry a torch in your pocket? Don't you? We've landed. You can't call that a landing. It's like we just fell out of the vortex. Fell? We were close to our destination, then the TARDIS... Shut itself down. So where are we? I don't know, Adric. I can't use any of the instruments. We can't even open the scanner? Nope, nothing. Dead. So we could be anywhere? Well, not anywhere, Tegan. We were en route to Heathrow in 1981. So you say? Maybe the old girl's protecting herself for some reason. We'll have to look outside. Outside? We don't know what's out there. The atmosphere could be poisonous. I keep telling you, Tegan, we'll be on Earth. Somewhere near Heathrow, close to 1981. Apart from a growing hole in the ozone layer, we'll be fine. Well, forgive me if I don't share your confidence. You never do. You know, my cassette player here might be primitive, but at least it's technology that consistently does what it's supposed to. And that's more than you can say for the TARDIS. I'll take that. Thank you. What are you doing? Confiscating it. It's already been the cause of one argument between you and Adric. Now you're using it to insult my TARDIS. Doctor, you're not our headmaster. Well, sometimes you could all do with one. You can have it back once we've looked outside. 
How do we even get the door open? Ah, yes. There's an emergency release somewhere. Adric, help me get this panel off. But, Doctor, if something made the TARDIS shut down, there might be danger out there. Tegan might have a point this time. This time? <clears throat> Thank you, Adric. There. Open. Well? I'm not going out. Yes, sir. I'll wait with Tegan, Doctor. Adric. I'll come. Good. Leave the torch with us. There you are. Come along, Adric. Back soon. Well, we're not suffocating, so the air must be breathable. Why does she never listen to me? But what is this place? Some sort of stately home. It's Earth, anyway, and a rather fine collection of portraits. At least there's light out here. A little dated for the 1980s. Could just be an old house, of course. I don't understand this light, Doctor. It's not electric. Gaslight. Ah, not very 1980s at all. Shall I tell the others it's safe to come out? Oh, yes, why not? Gaslight. If only you portraits could talk. Of course, that only really happens in the whispering galleries of Icaria Beta. Sir? Ah. Hello. Good afternoon, sir. Might I be of assistance? Uh, you're a... a footman. A waiter, sir. Excellent. And, uh, forgive me, are, are those newspapers you're carrying? The evening papers, sir. Delivered a little later than usual, a quarter to four. But still in time for tea in the drawing room. Of course. Tea in the drawing room. May I? Oh, please. Thank you. Um... Edward, sir. Thank you, Edward. You're most welcome, sir. Oh, and Edward? Yes, sir. The drawing room is... Uh... <laughs> this way, sir. The end of the gallery. Turn left, then one floor down. Thank you. I'll be along presently. Very good, sir. Hmm. Let's see... Hello, we're not dead. Adric, don't joke about things like that. Everything seems safe enough, breathable air and everything. So where are we? The doctor says it looks like Earth, although it might be the wrong date. Might be. I'd put money on it. We're probably back in the middle of the 17th century plague again. So you're not going to come out? It's better than sitting in the dark. I'm sure Adric's right, Tegan. Oh, OK. Seeing as the TARDIS isn't going anywhere. Come on, then. Well... Not even the club-class lounge at Heathrow looked this fancy. Doctor, what's that? It's called a newspaper. A helpful chap called Edward gave it to me. The Paul Moore Gazette. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry, the Pearl Merle Gazette. That's not a modern newspaper, is it? Well, modern is a relative concept, Tegan. Are we in the 1980s, Doctor? Uh, no. This appears to indicate that we're in 1864. A bit early to catch any flights, then. But what could have affected the TARDIS? I don't know. I can't spot anything. Doctor, someone's coming. Ah. Hello, sir. Uh, I haven't quite got my bearings yet. No? Well, nor have we. Do you know if I'm heading the right way for the drawing room? Yes, it's at the end of the gallery. Turn left, then one floor down. How do you know that? I'm the Doctor. By the way, this is Adric, Tegan and Nyssa. Oh, uh, Granville Wakefield at your service. Are you established club members? Club members? No, we're... Uh, new. Very new. Capital. Then we're in the same boat. Shall we go together? Delighted. As long as we... Well, I mean, we aren't conventionally attired for afternoon tea. Nonsense! You all look perfectly respectable. What? 
Even Pyjama Boy there. Hey. Well, if you think we pass muster. Of course. Lead on. I'm looking forward to some refreshment. I don't mind telling you. There we are, Miss Stonegood. Thank you, Mr Augustus. Pray continue. The new underground railway? My father was one of the principal engineers in charge of tunnelling. Such an endeavour. <laughs> A wonder of our modern age. But you were saying? He has disappeared. He's vanished. And I believe it must be connected to the Contingency Club. The club? Go on. A representative came to consult my father. I was away at the time, and during the last term of boarding school. But I have the housekeeper's account. And? My father visited the club. He never returned home. Oh. A mystery, indeed. I have no other guardian, sir. My mother died in childbirth. My father is everything to me. Please. You must help me discover the truth. I suppose this is the drawing room. Big, isn't it? Magnificent. Ah, Edward. Yes, sir. Edward, hello again. We'll sit over there. Send a waiter over for refreshments, would you? Of course, sir. Someone will be with you directly. Yes, sir? Yes? No-one's looking at us. That's a bad thing. Well, we don't readily fit into a 19th-century gentleman's club. But Mr Wakefield said Yes, he thought... which is also puzzling. Do take a seat, gentlemen. And ladies. Hey. Might I offer some refreshments? Ah, Edward. Flippin' heck, that was quick. I thought you were sending someone else. Brandy, please, Edward, for myself. Anyone else? I've never heard of brandy. I'll try it. No, 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 not a good idea, Edric. We are fine for the moment, thank you. Very good, sir. Newspaper, sir. Ah, thank you, Edward. What the? He just left. Maybe there are two of them. Twins? Do call if you require anything else, sir. Your brandy, sir. This is too strange. Thank you, Edward. Sir. Ah. Oh, this is the life, eh? What a club is all about. Pleasant company, an escape from the domestic sphere, yet all the comforts a gentleman could want. Or lady. Eh? All the comforts a gentleman or a lady could want. Oh, no, 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 no. Club rules are quite firm on that. I'm sorry? The club does not permit women to enter naturally. What? I know of one establishment that now opens its gates to the fairer sex once a week on a Wednesday evening, I believe. But I'm pleased to say the contingency has not followed suit. But what about me and Nissa? No, no, no. In my opinion, their presence on that one day would simply unsettle me for the other six. But Nissa and I, we're women. Yeah? Oh, oh, oh. Very good, sir. You are a jester, I see. Doctor, what's going on? Something very strange. I want to speak to Edward again. Where did he go? Edward! Yes, sir. Of assistance. Is there something you require? Holy moly! There are three of them! You've gone to the police about this matter, Miss Stonegood. 
They dismissed me as a girl who reads too many gothic novels. And I dare say they're reluctant to cause trouble within clubland. Oh, yes. St James and Pall Mall must be protected from unsavoury accusations at all costs. Well, it's naturally unthinkable that a club member should behave dishonourably. Unthinkable? My dear girl, all the regulations of London's clubs boil down to one rule, that a member should behave like a gentleman. Then where is my father, Mr Augustus? He would not leave me without word. You know the clubs. You write the society news. Will you not make inquiries for me? But I'm not permitted to even enter the contingency club, Miss Stonegood. What? But I have... I thought you were a club man, through and through. Yes, membership of that particular institution eludes me. And to be frank, my chances would not be helped by throwing out accusations. Then you are as helpful as the police, and I must consider more desperate measures. Thank you for your time, sir. Please, Miss Stonegood, wait. What do you mean by desperate measures? It is better you do not know, sir. You would not wish to be implicated in anything dishonourable. Good day. Is there anything you require, sir? Some refreshments? We are here to assist. Three servants. Absolutely identical. Triplets. Ah, uh, Edward? Yes? Yes. You're all called Edward? Yes. Yes. You, you brought Mr Wakefield his brandy? Yes, sir. And you brought over a newspaper? No, sir, that was me. You must be confusing me with my brother. Not hard under the circumstances. I am Edward the Fourth. The Fourth? Yes, I see. Well, you are... Edward the Eighth, sir. Of course. How many are there? And you, uh, Edward... Edward the Twenty-Third, sir. We had to ask. Most strange. You think? Edward, can you tell me who's in charge here? Your move, my queen? Pawn to Queen's Bishop Four. Pawn to King's Knight Three. Bishop takes pawn. Oh, my queen, an excellent move. Oh, do not grovel, Peabody. Any game is joyless unless played at full pelt between two earnest rivals. Of course, my queen. But as you have only just now learned the rules... It will be the more embarrassing for you when you lose your move. Knight to Queen's Bishop Three. Did you successfully recruit the scientist? Wakefield? Of course, my queen. He joined the club this afternoon. I believe he is in the drawing room. Good. He will be useful. The pieces are nearly in place. My plan reaches its endgame. Yes, my queen. Do forgive the intrusion, Mr. Peabody. What is it, Edward? Strangers, sir. Strangers? They appeared in the club. Our instructions were to inform you should this ever happen. Strangers? Who are they, Peabody? I do not know, my queen. Oh, they might be spies. How did they get in? I have no idea. It's impossible, my queen. <laughs> Evidently not. They must be got rid of at once. Yes, my queen, at once. Come, Edward. Nothing must interfere with the game, Peabody. Nothing. In charge, sir. Mr Peabody is club chairman. Peabody? I'd very much like to meet him. Have you got an explanation for all of this, Doctor? Not yet, Tegan. Doctor, over there at the door, more of them. Yes. A whole 
What is the collective noun for Edwards? They seem to be looking for something. Ah, it might be time for us to leave. Leave? Why? Oh, you get a sense for these things. They're over there. Seize the meddling. Sometimes it's a curse to be right. Come on! You Edwards there! Hold them! Oi! Get off! <laughs> Apologies, sir. Let go! I do hope this is not uncomfortable. Stop it! Hold them! You! How did you get in? You are not club members. Why not let my companions go? Then we can talk. I think not. Then you leave me no choice. Gentlemen, help us. Kidnap. Help. Oh, oh, do pipe down a little, old man. Too much noise against club rules, you know? They can't see it. We're on our own. Well, if you want something doing, do it yourself. Get off me! Sir, kicking is most ungentlemanly behaviour. Funny that. Oh, well done, Tegan. Hold her, you idiot! Come on, Nissa, give me your hand. Pull, Tegan. Oh, that's it, I'm free. Stop that. Girls, help me. Get off him. Please, do not push me. Oh, yes, free. Now run, all of you. You imbeciles, get up. All you Edwards, get up. This way. But, Doctor, shouldn't we... Oh, no. Tea seems to have spilled. Terribly sorry, old chap. Was that me? Hadrick, are you all right? A minor spillage, gentlemen. Pay no heed. Everything will be cleared presently. It's as if they're blind. Where did the Doctor and Tegan go? That way. Too many Edwards that way. Come on, then. This way instead. <laughs> you three Edwards, get after those two. The rest, with me. Doctor, we've lost Nissa and Hadrick. They must have got cut off from us. Gone the other way. Come on, down the stairs. <laughs> Maybe not. Up the stairs, then. Come on! Come on, Missa. I'm coming. They'll be right behind us. We need to... Adric, mind where you're going. Ah, Where did you come from? You ran right into me. Uh, No, uh, you ran into me. Who are you? Not club members dressed like that. And you're a woman. As are you. Over there. Excuse me. We require a word. Are they after you? Yes, we'd lost them till you popped up. Quick, I know a way out. You do? Yes, the same way I got in. Come on! What do you reckon, Nissa? I don't think we've got a better option. Get up, lad. Come on! Please, wait! Come on. What? Her landing. Continue up, or...? Sir, I believe you are watching. Maybe not. If you could wait a moment... Then where? In here, quick! This looks like a bedroom. Huh? How many clubs have them? Home away from home, you know. Would you mind terribly opening the door, sir? Uh, do not disturb, thank you. So, what now? The window. Ah. Perfect. Three stories up and no crash mats on the road below. That would have been convenient but unusual for Pall Mall. Is that where we are? The heart of Clubland. I do apologise, sir, but we must break down the door. We're trapped. Yes, thank you, Tegan. We do apologise for the disruption, sir. Four of them now. Get off! What do you intend to do? Our instructions are quite clear, sir. You must be ejected from the club. That suits us perfectly. Now, if you're going to let us go, we can all go downstairs in a civilised fashion. You must be ejected from the club. Ejected? You mean through the window? If you'd care to accompany me... When we falls off. You'll kill us! We'll break our necks on the pavements of Pall Mall! Ah! Ah!
must be ejected from the club. Ejected? You mean through the window? If you'd care to accompany me... We're three floors up. You'll kill us! We'll break our necks on the pavement of Pall Mall! Edward, stop! Thank goodness, sir. Sir, sir. sir. What are you doing? You requested the strangers be ejected from the club, sir. Yes, yes, but through the front door, not the nearest window. Ah, I see our mistake. I do apologise, Mr Peabody. Oh, well, an easy misunderstanding. Maybe if you're homicidal. So? Sir? Get them downstairs. Yes, sir. At once. Of course. I don't know how you both got inside, but this is a private gentleman's club and you are not members. Now move. Oh, right, all right. We'll go downstairs. Happily. Yes, very well. I do hope Miss Sir found an easier way out. Is the mutton chop ready? It's beefsteak tonight. Onions, more onions, parsley and thyme. Kitchens? Yes, we need to get through them. And then? Carry on down. Down? But we're already below street level. Yes. It's full of Edwards in here. It's the only way. If you want to stay in the club, be my guest... That lot who are chasing you will find you again. Oh, come on, Adric. Well, what if these Edwards try and catch us? I don't think we have a choice. Soup. We'll need the soup as soon as possible. More seasoning. They seem to be ignoring us. Perhaps these Edwards haven't received any instructions to capture us. Didn't they try and stop you when you came in? The servants? No. Ah, here we are. The scullery. Clean pots for the kitchen are over there. Oh, I do beg your pardon. I thought you were someone else. He's seen us, but he's ignoring us. They're only interested in whatever task they've been given. Those stone steps at the back. Come on. Where do they lead? The cellar, of course. And how do we get out through there? Marjorie? I just hope the doctor at Teagan found an easier way out. Tegan, are you all right? Yes. This passerby broke my fall. Oh, my dear lady, what on earth? I'm terribly sorry, sir. Come on, Tegan, up we get. Thanks. And might I assist you, Mr... Uh, Augustus, George Augustus, at your service. I'm the doctor. My friend here is Tegan. Uh, Miss Tegan Javanka. Up we come. Most kind. Ow. Oh, are you hurt? My ankle. Ow. Perhaps it's sprained. I'm sorry if I've hurt you. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm quite all right. I assure you I dare. Ow! Oh, I'm not so sure you are, you know. Here, lean on me. Oh, thank you. What on earth was the cause of your sudden emergence from the contingency club? Oh, I'm, I'm afraid we were being thrown out. Indeed. Perhaps, uh, like myself, it's an establishment you dearly wish to join? You want to join it? It's a madhouse. Yes, thank you, Tegan. We should assist you home, Mr Augustus. I should really try and get back inside. Back in? Are you crazy? Miss Madrick might still be in there. I'm sure I can hail a cab to get back home. Oh. Oh, oh, we'll see you home. It's the least we can do. Driver! Come on, Tegan. Let's get him in the cab. All right. <coughs> Doesn't seem quite decent. <laughs> Leaning on one of the fairest sects. You'd prefer to fall in the gutter. Oh. Thank you. Most kind. Wow. The cellar. Good. Um, 
This way, I think. What are all these bottles? Hundreds of them. Have you never seen a wine cellar before? Ah, here. A hole in the back wall. The brickwork's been opened up. Yes. Did you do this? But don't be stupid. Stupid? There's a tunnel through there. So this is how you got in? Yes. I left my lamp somewhere. Um, I turned the wick down, naturally. I didn't want anyone to... Ah! Still lit. Good. I'll just turn it up again. That's better. Now we can see. Coming, then. Well, do we follow her? I don't know, Hadrick. At least she's an individual, rather than an Edward, I mean. But how do we know we can trust her? I said, come on. You won't get far without my lamp. Sorry. We just... Look, we don't even know your name. What difference does that make? It's Marjorie. Marjorie Stonegood. Good. I'm Nyssa. This is Adric. Fine. Coming? We just had a few questions. Questions? You know, before we follow you down a dark tunnel. Uh, well, then... How did you even know this tunnel was here? My father. So he made it? I... I don't know... He disappeared. Then I found a tunnelling plan among his papers. There's a whole network of tunnels right below the club. What for? I don't know that either. But I came to the club to look for him. Using the tunnelling plan? Exactly. And those men chasing us, the servants in the club? Yes. You could see that they were all identical. Of course. Don't you find that very strange? Obviously. But I'd rather think about it once we've got away. Well, that seemed logical. Adric? Oh, all right, let's go. But where's this tunnelling plan of yours? Can I see it? If you must. Oh, no. What? You haven't lost it? It must have dropped from my pocket. When you ran into me. You ran into me? Can you remember the way without it, Marjorie? Uh, yes, I'm sure I can. I mean, I think I can. Come on, and then you can tell me why you were running around in the club. Well? Come on, Adric. I suppose so. My queen, are you here? Where else would I be, Peabody? <laughs> Do you know what that is? It is a, a rugby ball, my queen. Huh. A strange shape to be called a ball, is it not? Yes, my queen. Pig's bladder clad in leather. You know this game? Rugby ball? Uh, rugby football. I have a passing knowledge, my queen. You will explain the rules to me. What game could be played with such a strange ball? Oh, these sports. Your world loves them, does it not? We English certainly seem to, my queen. But I came with news of the strangers. The strangers? Ah, yes. They have been dealt with. They have been driven from the club, my queen. I saw two thrown out myself. A thorough search has been made for the other two, and they have also gone. Gone? Gone where? We're gone from the club. Surely that is... What counts? This is not dealing with the problem, Peabody. They are non-members and they have been inside. What if they speak of what they have seen? Oh, no one will credit wild talk, my queen. We have too many powerful men as members. We are the most respected gentlemen's club in all St. James's. It is a risk, Peabody. I fear you lack the ruthless instinct to win this game. You must be remorseless. I... I am sorry, my queen. And how did they enter in the first place? Did you question them? Is our building not secure? It is, my queen. Although, our search did find something else. What? 
In an upper gallery, a sort of blue box. It says police on it, but I've never seen its like. And as for how these strangers could have brought it in... <gasps> you fool! The strangers did not bring it. It brought them. It must be a travel capsule. But, but, but it has no wheels. Oh, you primitive. These strangers, they may be agents sent to try to rig the game. You cannot lose, my queen. You have planned everything perfectly. Oh, the stakes are too high to take chances, Peabody. We must keep all the odds in my favor. Are the explosives ready? Yes, my queen. And the strangers are now gone. What more can we do? <laughs> what more? You will go after them. You will find them, Peabody. And you will deal with them permanently. There. The bandage should keep the swelling down. That's not too tight on your ankle. No, 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 no. But it's feeling better already. Still, best not to move from your daybed here and keep that leg propped up on the cushions. Ah, thank you. Uh, yeah. Might I offer you both a drink? Oh, very kind. I can get it. Ah, uh, the cabinet there, my dear. Yeah, I, I could do with the whiskey. Yeah, without the water, thank you. A water without the whiskey for me, please, Tegan. Now, Mr Augustus, you were speaking of the club. The contingency? Ah, thank you, my dear. Yes. Yes, uh, relatively newly established in London, yet it's quickly become the most exclusive enclave. Exclusive? That's one word for it. Men of science, men of learning, men of politics have flocked there. Other clubs have lost leading members hand over fist. Really? Hmm? Distinguished institutions like the Reform and the Athenaeum, where I'm a member. Hmm? The Carlton, of course, the Garrick, the Travellers, even some of the gaming clubs. Whites, Brooks, Boodles. They're all clubs. Yes, oh, yes, indeed, yes. Very established establishment. A bit of a Victorian obsession, Tegan. And I suppose none of them have women members. Oh, dear me, no. A club is a place secure from women, where we, weary men, may rest. How enlightened. Tegan. Yes, a fellow would be a, a social pariah were he not a member of at least one club. Hmm. Where are you a member, sir? Me? Uh, nowhere, I'm afraid. <laughs> nowhere? Huh. You astonish me. You seem eminently clubbable. I've met lots of eminently clubbable men today. Yes, thank you, Tegan. I rather hold to Marx's maxim. I refuse to join any club that would have me as a member. Karl Marx the German. Groucho Marx the American. Ah. You are most unconventional, sir. You say you were visitors to London? In a manner of speaking. Yes, well, then perhaps the travellers might suit you. Although to attain membership, you must have travelled at least 500 miles from the British Isles. Oh, I think I might qualify. But, but I really am more concerned with the contingency. As am I, sir. Oh, I would dearly love to know its secrets. But I've not been permitted entrance. You at least have set foot inside. Briefly. And I have to try to get back in. But just how are you going to get past all those creepy doppelgangers? Doppelgangers? More German. Tegan, we need to see if Adric and Nissa are all right. And we need to get back to the TARDIS. Why? It's not as if it's working. TARDIS? Our own particular clubhouse, Mr Augustus. Without it, we're rather stuck. Oh. I could really do with some more light back here. There's only one lamp, Adric. It's probably best if Marjorie leads with it. Oh. Uh, what now? Marjorie? A fork in the tunnel. I don't remember coming this way. What 
How can you not remember? Adric, give her a moment. I just can't recall which passage I took. It's all right, Marjorie. Take your time. It seems so straightforward on the way in. The tunnels at this point mostly led upward. That one has a steeper incline down. Yes. So is it that one? I... yes. That must be the one. Yes. You're sure? Well... Don't worry, Marjorie. We'll try it. The worst that can happen is we'll have to retrace our steps. Yes. All right. Unless we get lost forever in a labyrinth deep below the streets of London. Adric. Come on, Marjorie. You lead. Not happy about this, Doctor. How unusual. How come I have to stay here and play the nursemaid? Well, you were the one who injured Mr. Augustus in the first place. That was hardly my fault. Look... Just promise me you won't try to get back into that place all by yourself. I don't see how I could, Tegan, against the massed ranks of Edwards. But a little reconnaissance never did any harm. There's something about that club building that felt wrong. A number of things spring to mind. I can't put my finger on it. Anyway, I'll be back soon. Tegan will take care of you, Mr Augustus. I assure you there's no need, Doctor. Well, let's say you can look after each other until I'm back. I'll see myself out. Do you wish to rest, my dear? You seem to have had a busy day. You can say that again. But no, I'm not tired. No, no, neither am I. No. Well, perhaps a game, then. Hmm? Cards, chess? I suppose we could play something. Excellent. Oh, I do love games. Oh. A chamber. It's big. Nissa. What? There are lights up ahead. Dim lights. I definitely didn't come this way. Let's go back. There's no one here. I want to see what the lights are. Adric, be careful. Shh. Listen. What? What is it? Liquid of some kind. Bubbling. Over here, Adric. And do you smell something? What are you both doing? Yes, organic. Sweet. I thought we were going to retrace our steps. And isn't it warm down here? There's something here. Marjorie, bring the lamp. What? Hold the lamp up. A bath. A huge ceramic bath. But what's in it? We need more light. There's a flame underneath it. A gas flame. The dim light you saw. I saw lights plural. So there must be more than one bath. Yes, there's another one here. And there. I don't like this. What's a bathhouse doing down here? Hey, what's that? It looks like a, a lamppost. Like a street lamp. Can you light it? I, I suppose. If it runs on gas. Help me up. Here, stand on my knee. I'll hold you. I, I can just reach it with the candle. There. Well done. Light. <gasps> my goodness. Dozens and dozens of baths in every direction. Where to, sir? You know the contingency club, Pell Mell. Of course, sir. Hop in. Thank you. <laughs> Much obliged. Make yourself comfortable. Gee, up here. Thank you, Edward. Sir? Come along, Edward. Yes, sir. 
That house over there belongs to Mr. George Augustus. And the strangers are within, sir? I saw them speak to Augustus outside the club. It is a place for us to start. Of course, sir. Very well. Edward, you wait with the carriage. Very good, sir. While you come with me, Edward. Yes, sir. Around the back, I think. Contingency club, sir. Ah, thank you. Uh, would you wait here while I take a quick walk round it? Walk around it, sir? You're not going into it? Surprising what a turn around the block can reveal. Yes, sir. I can wait. Good man. Excellent. Shan't be long. I can see a, a storeroom inside, sir. Very good, Edward. Try and get the window open. Hmm? Yes, that's oh. it. The catch there. Oh. Yes. Well done, Edward. Oh. Sir. Now, help me up. <laughs> sir. Oh, that's it. That's it. I'm nearly to it. Sir? Why didn't you hold on to me? I do apologise, sir. I did not realise that you... Oh, never mind. Be quiet! Come on. I'll pull you in. What are these baths all for? I don't understand. Poor Adric. You'd prefer a computer and a few equations to solve. But this feels much more... Organic. Organic is your department. I really think we should leave. Pass your lamp, Marjorie. Oh, here. With the extra light, we should be able to see. Careful, Nissa. This liquid's so thick. Viscous. I think it's... Nissa, it may not be safe to talk. I think it's some kind of amniotic fluid and... <gasps> what on Trogan? Nissa, what is it? Floating in the bath. It's an Edward. All right. We're in. Now we must be quiet, Edward. <laughs> Sir, be behind you, do be careful of the... Oh! Fire shovel. Oh! <laughs> Are you all right, sir? My toe! <laughs> Sir, do watch out for those other tools. <laughs> You're going to have to teach me the rules. For old maid? It's very simple. What was that? It came from the back of the house. Mind your ankle. My ankle? Uh, oh, no, uh, it's already feeling much better. That was quick. Yes, the, the bandages were infused with a medicinal preparation. It's the latest thing, I believe. Very effective. I must just check what that was, my dear. No, I can go. No, 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 no. Look after the cards for a moment here. Don't cheat. Now, where did that come from? You're supposed to protect me, Edward. Someone in the storeroom? In future, try not to let half a storeroom fall on my head. I'm terribly sorry, sir. I just breathed... Mr. Peabody? Ah, Mr. Augustus. What is the meaning of this? Has the committee changed its mind? Has it granted me membership of the Contingency Club? Oh, you might have called at the front door, if so. No, no, I, I, um... I'll just seize him, Edward. Sir. No! Oh. How dare you! Unhand me, villain! I'm afraid uh. I cannot, sir. Uh. 
Alas, you have not been granted membership of the club, Mr Augustus. This is damned ungentlemanly, Mr Peabody. But nevertheless, perhaps you will permit me to introduce you to one of our initiation rites. Rites? What rites? You will please keep very still, sir, while I pass these magnetic discs over you. And you will focus on my voice. What is this? Hold him still, Edward. He will soon be sleep-waking. I shall do no such thing. Stop it! Stop, I say! An Edward? Yes. This must be the... the birthplace of the Edwards. The birthplace? The equipment is primitive, but the scientific knowledge to do this is extremely advanced. Knowledge to what? Grow people? Yes. And I don't think anything like it should be happening in this time period. You are asleep now, Mr. Augustus? Yes, asleep. Excellent. Release him, Edward. He is sleep-waking. I am in rapport with him. Very good, Mr. Peabody. Mr. Augustus, you have been in contact with the strangers who entered the club, have you not? Yes. Good. They came here? To your house? Yes. Excellent. Then you will assist me in getting rid of them. Yes. You will bring me to them. I will. Edward, go back and wait with Edward in the carriage. You do not require my continued protection, sir. Oh, I think I will be fine, Edward. I have another servant now. 99, 100, 100... Well, that can't be right. Back again, sir. Nice stroll. Ah, hello. Good girl, good girl. Something the matter, sir? Yes, there's something wrong with the dimensions. Beg pardon, sir? The dimensions inside the club, something wrong with them. Oh, oh. sorry to hear that, sir. I can tell, you know. If there's one thing my people are good at, it's dimensions on the inside. Right. The length is wrong and the width. It's, it's too small in there. <laughs> well, that's London all over, sir. Not enough space. Yes. Ah, no, 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 no. Uh, that's not quite what I meant. What about this underground railway now? I mean, I ask you, putting a railway underground, Chevy you the like. 1864. Of course. The Metropolitan District Railway. Underground. I wonder. Yes, sir. Underground. Uh, no, no, no. The club. If the length and breadth are wrong, maybe the height and depth are too. I wonder what's below it, eh? Below the club, sir? Where exactly are the tunnelling works for this new railway? Oh, very near, sir. Can you take me there? Well, to the railway works, yeah. Of course, sir, if you really want. But it's nothing but a big trench. All the same. Very well, then, sir. Come on, girl. See ya. Where's he got to? Maybe his ankle's collapsed again. Ah, what kept you? So, what was the noise? Mr Augustus? Hey, are you OK? And stop there. Yes. What the...? You? From the club? Yes, and I should explain. Mr Augustus is under my control. He will answer only to me. What? Alas, I too have instructions to obey, and they are quite clear. Oh, yes, going to throw me out of here too? Rather worse, I'm afraid. My instructions are that you and your companions who entered the contingency club must die. What? The strangers must die. Take this knife, Mr Augustus. Knife, yes. And kill her. The strangers must die. No, get back! Stop! Mr Augustus! 
us, please. The strangers must die. No. The strangers no. must die. No. Nissa, what do you mean it shouldn't be happening in this time period? What exactly is happening? I'm not completely sure. I need a tissue sample, perhaps some fluid too. Uh, I don't like this. We should leave. I'll be quick. We should go. It's fine, Marjorie. They're all in stasis. Stasis? They do appear dormant, yes. How about this one? Be careful. Marjorie, there's really nothing to worry about. Nothing's going to... Ah! Nissa! It's got my wrist! Nissa! The Edwards! They're all waking up! Superior water than crystal. Hey? <laughs> What's going on? Augustus, what are you doing? Obey me. Kill her. <laughs> you thought your stage trickery would work on me, Peabody. What? You thought I could be controlled by your fairground charlatanry? You were in some sort of trance. No, 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 no. I resisted his mesmerism. <laughs> it merely confirmed his true identity to me. What true identity? You know nothing about me. Oh, I've been researching you for some time, Mr. Peabody. Perhaps you recognise this music hall poster. No. How did you... The incredible Professor Lafayette? Mesmerist? Sleepwaking? Insensibility? Mesmeric rapport? Clairvoyance? Wait. You're saying this Professor Lafayette is Mr. Peabody. Shocking, is it not? Our Mr. Peabody, chairman of London's most exclusive gentleman's club, is in reality no gentleman. It's a lie! That is nothing but a common stage mesmerist. 
Here we are, sir. Metropolitan District Railway Works. Marvellous. They're digging the tunnel here. Yes, sir. And so close to Pall Mall. I wonder. They won't let you in, sir. We'll see. Would you wait again? You're one of the more eccentric fares I've had, and no mistake, sir. The amount of eccentricity in a society has generally been proportional to the amount of genius, mental vigour and moral courage it contained. John Stuart Mill. I can wait, sir. Capital. Shan't be long. I've always liked trains. Where are they off to? Back towards the club, presumably. Oh! Yes, sir. Oh, you were so brave. You stayed so calm, even when that fellow had you by the wrist. Marjorie, you're equally brave. After all, you found your way into the club all by yourself. You rescued us. If you're finished congratulating one another, shall we get out of here? Adric's right. I didn't get my sample, but their shared instincts confirm it. Confirm what? They're clones. You needed a tissue sample to confirm that. Fifty men all looking exactly the same wasn't enough. All this apparatus, the heated baths, the amniotic fluid, it's facilitating some kind of primitive somatic cell nuclear transfer. We have to find the doctor. You keep mentioning this doctor. Who is he? Someone who can help. Here's your lamp. Thanks. Let's go. So, let me get this straight... Peabody is some kind of musical illusionist. Oh, let's be fair, Miss Juvanka. He may be a liar and a charlatan, but his powers are anything but illusory. They're strong enough to control every member of the contingency club. So that's why they behave so oddly. They were hypnotised. Mesmerised, actually. But how did you resist him? Miss Juvanka, I have not been entirely honest with you. I have a stake in this game I have not yet declared. What stake? What game? But I believe it's time to make my move with Mr Peabody's assistance. I will not help him. Oh, I think you will. (gasps) I I still won't assist you. Not even with the gun to my head. What reward has the Red Queen promised you, Peabody? (laughs) You know about my queen? Oh, yes, Mr Peabody. And you will take me to her. Will someone please explain to me what's going on? So, you have been sent to oppose my queen. Yes, hence my interest in the club, my attempts to gain membership. I have been sent to ensure that your queen does not win, and you will help me fulfil that mission. Listen. Planging. What is it? It's the District Railway Works. My father's project. We've done it. The way out is just up ahead. Come on. (laughs) Daylight. I never thought I'd be so pleased to see the sky. What is all this? The main trench for the railway tunnel. All these men, they're digging the tunnel by hand. Henry! Yes, sir. Doctor? Doctor! What are you doing here? I might ask you the same question. Oh, Doctor, I'm so pleased to see you. And are you Nissa? I only came down here on a hunch. Where's Tegan? Safe, as are both of you, apparently. Thanks to Marjorie here. Hello. Hello, sir. Uh, Marjorie Stonegood. A pleasure. Uh, I'm the Doctor. We've so much to tell you. Well, let's talk on the way back to street level. It's a tad noisy down here. I had help to the agreed rules, brother. I do not know whether to believe you, sister. Why would I break them when I am so close to victory? 
I know you, sister. You would do anything to win. No, I have only used Earth materials. I have only worked with available technologies. Look at my chambers here. Primitive mechanisms, clockwork, steam power. I have not even disguised my appearance. But I detected an incoming energy pattern. Something far beyond Terran technology. Therefore, but a nanosecond, but detected nonetheless. I have caught you out, sister. An incoming energy pattern, just like this comlink, brother. You know the failsafes in place had it been otherwise, had it been generated by me. So you know what it was? No. A travel capsule of some kind appeared within the club. A blue box. Yet you claim to have stayed within the room. I did not summon it here. Indeed. How do I know you did not send it? Have you called on saboteurs, perhaps? Saboteurs? I do not need them. No. I shall enjoy watching you lose, sister. Without any interference from me. I believe the box carried strangers. Well, well. A few wild cards. I will watch with even greater interest, sister. Just so long as the rules are not broken. Out. You will watch. And you will witness my victory, brother. Cloning? Yes, Doctor. And these newborn Edwards, they made their way to the club? We think so. So someone's growing the perfect labor force, but how in 1864? And why? And who is this Red Queen? That's a lot of questions. Marjorie, can you take me back into the club through the tunnels? What? We've only just escaped. Ah, of course. It's a difficult thing to ask. Well, it's not just that. The thing is, I can't really remember the way. Ah. But I can. Adric? It's just a pattern to be worked backward, like a geometric puzzle. Good man. Just as I was beginning to enjoy the sunshine. Well, maybe you should check on Tegan, Nissa. I've left her for rather a long time. And, and you, Marjorie, there's no shame if you want to go too. No, Doctor. My father might still be inside the club. Excellent. Well, then, Nissa, let me point you in the direction of a most accommodating cab driver. You'd, um, you'd best take these for him. I've, I have made him wait rather a long time. What are these? Uh, 14th century gold florins, I believe. I'm sure they'll cover the fare. Now, if we're all ready, we'll take your carriage, I think, Mr Peabody. Come, Mr Vanker. I'm not going anywhere. No? You forget my revolver. I'm adding you to my list of clubbable gentlemen. <laughs> Most amusing. Now move, both of you. I suspect you're rarely happy about anything, Mr. Ivanko. Something's wrong. Keep walking. I won't need to wave this around. Is this your carriage, people? It's got a gun. You're not getting out, miss. Shh, please. Oh, there. Good afternoon, Mr. Peabody, sir. Ah, uh, good afternoon, Edward. Get in, if you please. Uh, Mr. Peabody, sir, is anything amiss? Uh, no, Edward, of course not. Uh, we'll drive these friends of mine to the club. Very good, sir. Excellent. And you, Mr. Banker. All right. <laughs> Something's badly wrong. Miss, I can't sit here all day. Can you follow that carriage? Well, that posh one. I suppose so. 
Blimey, this is turning into a whole day's work. Here, the doctor said these should cover the fare. What the... Yeah, they're real cold. So I believe. Now, quick, before they get away. Whatever you want, miss. Yeah, come on, girl. Yes, this is it. It's starting to slope upward. Well done, Adric. Yes, I suppose that is quite impressive, actually. Thank you, Marjorie. There should be one last junction. There, just ahead. Adric, wait. What? Listen. Footsteps coming down that tunnel. And lights. Let's hope they don't turn this way. Quick, turn down the lamp. Edwards! She does something. And look, they're all carrying something. They've gone. Good. Turn up the lamp again, Marjorie. Let's see what they were carrying. I have a terrible feeling I already know. We're going to follow them? No, we're going to check where they came from along here. What are you looking for? Here. A large dugout in the side. Yes. This is one of the rare occasions that I rather wish I'd been wrong. Doctor? All these crates, what's in them? Be careful, Adric. Why? Allow me. Blasting cap here. And whatever's inside is probably mixed with diatomite sand or similar. But, Doctor, what is it? A version of dynamite. Dynamite? What's that? Exactly. These materials may be contemporary, but it shouldn't have been invented yet. So how could the Edwards be carrying it around, distributing it? What does dynamite do? I'm afraid, Adric, it explodes. Violently. We're looking at enough explosive to level half of London. The carriage is pulling up, miss. Good. Could we stop round the corner? Whoa there, whoa! Thank you. You've been most kind. You're welcome, miss. Most welcome. Any time. Come now, Mr. Jamaica. I'm coming. Thank you, Edward. You may go now. Edward? They obey only me, Mr. Augustus. You may go, Edward. Very good, sir. Gee up. Inside the club, Mr. Peabody. No, they're going in. Pardon me, miss. I'm terribly sorry. I'm under strict instructions. But what about the explosives, Doctor? Nine, ten, eleven. Surely we need to find out where the Edwards are distributing them. Marjorie, please, I'm trying to count. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. She's right, Doctor. Why are we ignoring that? I come here, right inside the club. Well, the TARDIS is here for one thing, Adric. 26, 27, 28... The TARDIS? There, at the end of this corridor, look. You've done it, Doctor! We found the TARDIS! Yes, all very good, Adric, but we weren't looking for the TARDIS. 46, 47, 48... What? She'll still be shut down in any case. So, if we're not finding out about the explosives and we're not here for your TARDIS, what are we here for? The Edwards are getting instructions from someone, Marjorie. 54, 55, 55... And here's the wall, just as I thought. Doctor? What we really need, Adric, Marjorie, is to get into the club within the club. The club within the club? There's a mystery at the heart of this club, quite literally. This gallery shouldn't end here. 
Why not? You've just navigated one geometric puzzle, Adric. Here's another. This club is bigger on the outside. Um, isn't that normal? Well, yes, I suppose, for most people. But what I mean is this club is much bigger on the outside. I felt it when we first arrived. Then I measured the perimeter. There's something hidden inside. All clubs are based on exclusivity. Some people are in, others are out. But who's on the inside here, eh? The Edwards? No. They just follow instructions. The members? Unlikely, since their perceptions have been altered. They see only what someone wants them to. This Red Queen. You're looking for a hidden chamber. And the police thought I'd read too many Gothic novels. The TARDIS being brought into this gallery only confirms we're in the right place. Perhaps the picture rail. Here! Doctor, you were right. Always a tone of surprise, Adric. Shall we? So, we're inside the club, Augustus. What now? You will summon a group of your servants, Peabody, here to the entrance hall. Now that you've been so good as to explain the Queen's plans... At gunpoint. I have a task for them. Quickly. Edward, fetch a dozen other Edwards. Bring them here. Of course, sir. And me? Oh, I'll find somewhere safe for you, Mr. Vanker. Away from that gun would be nice. Now, who is this? Nissa! You know her? Yes, it's Nissa. Let her go! Peabody, instruct this Edward to release the young lady. Let her go, Edward. Very good, sir. Nissa, are you all right? I think so. I do apologise for the firmness of my grip, miss. Hmm. Am I to take it that you are another of the doctor's friends? Yes. Oh. Explain, Peabody. The Edwards had instructions to watch in case any of the strangers returned. Yes, and so you were caught, Miss... Nissa. Nissa of Traken. Nissa of Traken. Ah, just as well. The end game is upon us. And I can't allow for any moving parts not under my control. You won't succeed, Augustus. My Queen's plans are perfect. Indeed. Well, let's put that to the test. What is this place? A laboratory? A museum? A spaceship. A what? A vehicle for travelling to the stars. This is its flight deck. The club has been built around it. You're joking. This is the stuff of fiction. If the club's built around it, how can it fly? It isn't meant to. Not at present, anyway. What do you mean? It's dormant. These screens here, look. Blank. No power. None of the flight system's booted up. It's dead. Just like the TARDIS. But there are instruments working in here. You can hear them. These devices are clockwork, perpetual motion machines. Steam-powered, look at this. A mechanical calculating device. Uh, a computer, in effect. That's a computer. You might as well use an abacus. But the thinking behind all this is more advanced than anything from 1864. Look, there. A clock. A steam-powered clock. Ingenious. Whoever lives here, they like games. What? Look in this cabinet. Chess. Drafts, Nine Man's Morris, Backgammon, Packs of Cards. A football. A croquet mallet. Golf clubs, tennis rackets. What are all these things? You play games with them. Games? Ah. A cricket bat. Good weight, nice balance. Is there a cricket ball too, Adric? Yes. But, Doctor, without wanting to sound like Tegan, shouldn't you focus on the matter in hand? Hmm? Yes, you're probably right. But what is the matter in hand? What does all this mean? It means I have intruders in my chambers. So who is this Red Queen, Tegan? 
I only heard a bit about her in the carriage on the way here. According to Augustus, she's the force behind the whole club. What? Yes. Ironic, isn't it? A gentleman's club that doesn't admit women, ruled by a queen. Ah, excellent. My Edwards. Yes, Mr. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Augustus, what shall I tell them to do? Oh, it's so very tedious, Mr. Peabody. You passing on my instructions all the time. They will obey only my commands or my queen's. So, command this group to obey me. I... what? Now, if you please, Mr. Peabody. Edwards! Yes, Mr. Sir, Peabody, sir. Mr. Peabody. Yes, sir. This is Mr. George Augustus. For the present, you are to obey whatever commands he gives you. Do you understand? Yes, yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Certainly, sir. How may we assist you, Mr. Augustus? I'm so glad you asked, Edward. You and you, take hold of Mr. Ivanka and Miss Ovtraken here. Yes, yes sir. sir. Ah! No! Get off! I do apologise, miss. Oh, not again. The rest of you... Fetch explosives from the tunnels. Bring them to the club cellar. Do you understand? Yes, yes, Mr. Yes, Mr. Mr. Augustus. Yes, Mr. Augustus. Excellent. Now, you two, take Miss Jovanka and Miss Ovtraken to the cellar. What? Why? Ah, I said I'd find somewhere safe for you, Miss Jovanka. But you're having explosives taken to the cellar. Indeed, as I should explain. I meant I would put you somewhere safe for me. No! Edwards, take them. Yes, yes Mr. Augustus. Ah! Ah! Get off me! Ow. Get off me! The Red Queen, I presume. Some know me by that name. I can see why. Doctor, is that stage makeup, or is her skin really red? All natural, I assure you. She's not from Earth, obviously. Quite. Please, Marjorie, don't stare. Why not? Well, it's rude. As is neglecting to name yourselves. Of course. Of course, forgive me. Uh, I'm the doctor, this is Adric, and that's Marjorie. We've been admiring your chambers. I presume that you are the strangers who invaded my club in a mysterious blue box? That was quite accidental, I assure you. Uh, this is a lovely bat, by the way. Could do with a touch of linseed oil. Mm, you play the fool, doctor, but I do not believe that you are one. That's a very generous assessment. You are here to sabotage the game, are you not? Game? Don't feign ignorance. Did my brother send you? The doctor's told you we arrived here by accident. I do not believe you. It's the truth. No matter. You are too late. The end game is in motion. End game? You mean the explosives? What do you know of the explosives? Not as much as I'd like, but do tell. I'm always interested in the plans of power-crazed despots. Doctor, we should get out of here. We need to find out what this game is. Oh, the people of this nation are fond of sports, are they not? Team games, racket games, board games, card games, even hunting. This, for instance, is a particularly fine example of a hunting rifle. Indeed. Perhaps you should have picked this up, Doctor, rather than the cricket bat. I'd choose the sound of leather on willow over a gunshot any day. Against the wall, please. All of you. Now... Stop there, Edwards. Peabody, fetch that rope, will you? If I must. Excellent. Uh, give it to the Edwards. They will tie up Miss Javanka and Miss Ovtraken. Yes, yes, Mr. Augustus. You don't have to do this. Would you mind terribly not wriggling, Miss? I would, actually. Good. 
safe and sound. When I get out of these ropes... Ah, and here are the others. We have the explosives, sir. Excellent. Uh, set them uh, just there. Beside Mr. Banker and Miss Ofrock. What? Yes, yes sir. sir. What are you doing? Make sure the fuse wires are connected, then pass me the spool of wire and a detonator. Are you mad? The spool and detonator, sir. Thank you. You can't leave us right beside these explosives. Don't distract me, my dear. This fuse wire has to stretch all the way up through the club. Uh, I'm sure you don't want me to snag it on anything and accidentally set this lot off. <laughs> Farewell. Augustus, no! Come back here! Don't leave us! Back against the wall, I said. Doctor! It's all right, Marjorie. Do as she says. I told her we should have got out. You admit that you cannot stop me. I don't even know what the explosives you've got stored downstairs are for. <laughs> Allow me to explain. They're for Parliament, for Trafalgar Square, for Covent Garden... At this moment, they are being packed beneath half the prominent sites of this capital. You mean to blow up London? You can't! I won't. You won't? It is but a bargaining chip. Hundreds of innocent lives put at risk as a bargaining chip. A strong one, no. And whom exactly are you bargaining with? I have remained here, Doctor, hidden away in my chambers until my plans were ready. But barely half a mile away, another queen sits in Buckingham Palace. Queen Victoria? And now, at last, it is time for the Red Queen to take the white. The gentlemen of my club all stand ready to ease my transition to power. They will serve me even unto death. Victoria's empire will be mine, and then all the empires this planet affords. The same old story, how tiresomely predictable, my queen. You think so? Oh, I've seen it all before, again and again. A petty despot with a desire to take over the world, the galaxy, the universe. You're nothing special. Doing all this because of an insatiable lust for power. A thirst for conquest, a desire to dominate. <laughs> you are wrong, Doctor. Am I? I'm doing it for a bet, Doctor. A what? A bet. A wager with my brother. A bet? Now all the pieces are in place on the board. Queen Victoria will kneel before me. She will hand me her crown. And Victory Doctor will be mine. Again and again. A petty despot with a desire to take over the world, the galaxy, the universe. You're nothing special. Doing all this because of an insatiable lust for power. A thirst for conquest, a desire to dominate. <laughs> you are wrong, Doctor. Am I? I'm doing it for a bet, Doctor. A what? A bet. A wager with my brother. A bet? Now all the pieces are in place on the board. Queen Victoria will kneel before me. She will hand me her crown. And Victory Doctor 
will be mine. A bet? My family is known as the Contingency, a race of game players. We have played for several worlds in our time. And the Earth is just another one. Oh, but a very special one. My brother wagered I could not take it without superior technology. I disagreed. I said cunning and tactics alone could sway any game. No advanced technology, but the devices in here, the explosives. Not to mention the Edwards. I have used only materials that Earth provides, built only with its current technologies. But using knowledge far in advance of the 19th century. As the rules allow. Soon at last, Victoria will hand her crown to me. Or see her people destroyed. Tegan? Are the ropes loosening? No. Ow. Does Augustus really plan on blowing up the club? With him inside it? It doesn't seem insane. Mm. But who knows? Club members who can't see what's in front of them. Cloned servants. A journalist who turns out to be spying for some alien. Everything's been insane since we landed in this madhouse. Those Edwards can tie a good knot anyway. Poor creatures. Poor? They've been bred for a purpose, Tegan. Completely subservient. They're victims. So will we be if we don't get free of these knots. Wow! You're quite the problem gambler, my queen. It's called ludomania. Gambling addiction. A destructive habit. Oh, you try to goad me, Doctor. I presume your brother demanded fail-safes to detect any use of advanced technology. He insisted. Use of such technology would immediately revive my ship, trigger an immediate jump into hyperspace. So now I know why the TARDIS shut down. Good to be cautious about triggering hyperspace jumps. You can't really believe Queen Victoria will hand you her throne. When her capital and her people are threatened with destruction. Patrick, do you still have that tricky ball? Yes. What about my father? Who? I want you to throw it at me when I say, what? I've still got the bat. William Stonegood. Stonegood. Oh, the engineer. Oh, forgive me, there are so many prominent men within my club. Yes, his tunneling expertise proved most useful. He remains here as our guest. He's here? Well, this has been most enlightening, my queen, but we must dash now. Still playing the fool, doctor. Stop there. Stop, or I fire. Probably a hook shot from this angle. What? You're familiar with cricket. I'm aiming for square leg. Aiming? Yes. The ball, Adric. Here. What have you done, Doctor? Direct hit on the steam-powered clock. <laughs> you think clouds of vapor will put me off my aim? Well, you are wrong. Doctor, look out. Doctor! I'm fine. Very wrong. Adric, Martin, uh, before she can reload, let's go. I can't see. Where are you? Follow my voice. Oh, oh. This way. Oh. That's it. Got you. Oh. You will not leave. She's firing blindly. Adric, over here. But I can't see either. The door control. The door's closing. This way, Marjorie. Adric, come on. Wait. Doctor, wait. Doctor. Adric. He didn't make it. He's still in there. We have to get the door open again. Doctor? It's not opening. The Queen's overridden it. Then what else can we do? Until very recently, I had a sonic screwdriver. Now, let's see. What's this? A 1980s personal cassette player. A what? Something I confiscated from Tegan. Never mind. Perhaps we can force our way in, but we'll need help. Come on. Your friends have gone, Adric. I have sealed the door. And the steam begins to clear. At least they got away. No matter. You are my hostage, and the odds will turn in my favor once more. The odds? 
You speak as if you care about probability, about chance. I know the mathematics behind those concepts, but you dislike pure chance as much as anybody I've ever met. A mathematician. Perhaps you are worthy to join my club. No, thank you. Chance can provide a certain spice within a game, Adric, but I much prefer to have bargaining chips in hand. So, now I'm a bargaining chip too, like the people of London. The doctor will stop you, you know. <laughs> I think not. My servant Peabody will be here shortly, ready to carry my ultimatum to the palace. And as he goes, he can instruct the Edwards to hunt down your troublesome doctor. Excellent. Lots of club members. But their perceptions. You said they were altered. Perhaps we can cut through the conditioning. We must try. <gasps> doctor! What is it? My father! Father! Marjorie, wait. He might not be able to recognize... Father! Hmm. Oh, good afternoon, sir. Father! Forgive me, have we met? It's me. Father! As Marjorie! I'm afraid you have me at a disadvantage. Oh! Father! Marjorie, your father's under a very powerful influence. Then we must free him! We will, but our first priority is Adric and the Queen. How can anyone here help if they can't even recognise their own children? You might have a point. Wait a moment. What is it? Over there. It's Mr Augustus. He must have found a way in. Wait here. Mr Augustus! Doctor? You found a way in. Ah, yes. Yes, with a little help. Help? Even better. Whose help? Mr. Peabody? Yes. Peabody? Ah, of course you've met before, but Mr. Peabody is proving much more amenable now than when he so rudely ejected you. Is he? Why? Well, I confess this revolver of mine has helped. Hmm? Oh. oh. Well done, Mr. Augustus. Smaller than the Red Queen's, but serviceable nonetheless. You've seen the Queen? Yes. You, you know about the Queen? Our next port of call. Lead on. Where's Nestor and Tegan? Tied up at present. Doing what? He means literally tied up in the cellar, surrounded by explosives. What? Mr. Peabody, please only speak when I request you to. Now, come, Doctor. I have several Edwards who follow my commands, but I prefer not to restrain you. I suppose I have no choice. Eminently sensible. Shall we? Nessa's in the cellar. We can't give up, Tegan. But we can't get free either. Shh. Someone's coming. Hello? Nessa? Marjorie, over here. Nessa. Goodness. Explosives. Yes, they're all around us. We don't need reminding. Marjorie, this is Tegan. Can you get us free? I'll try. So you got into the club? Yes. And we found the Red Queen. She's taken Adric prisoner. What? But the doctor and I escaped. Then I, I found my father. Nessa, he didn't even recognise me. Oh, Marjorie. But, but then Mr Augustus turned up, and he's in league. Oh, we know exactly what he is. I ducked out of sight, but he took the doctor. There, done it. Oh, that's better. Thank you, Marjorie. So, should we try and rescue the doctor? We should do something about these explosives first. Tegan, please be careful. They look stable enough, so long as Augustus doesn't detonate them. Blasting caps are what sets them off. Blasting caps? Yes, these things at the ends. 
connected to the fuse wire. How do you know? I had some cousins who did blast mining back in Australia. The Peel Colony? Don't insult my country. Not while I'm holding explosives. Come on, one each. If we remove the blasting caps, nothing should go boom. This is it, Augustus, the entrance to my queen's chambers. Hmm, and what's this blue box? Uh, police. You'll need to ask the doctor. Indeed? Uh, uh, later then. Open the door. You can't. She sealed it from the inside. Well, then how do we get in? Peabody, if you would. Oh, very well. My queen, it is I, Peabody. I... I cannot gain access. Well, that was ineffective. At last. Now, you first, Peabody, then you, Doctor. I must take care of this detonator. Move! My Queen. Peabody. Doctor! Adric. Are you all right? I'm sorry, my queen. He forced me to bring him. Who? The doctor? I believe he means me, my queen. Who are you? He calls himself George Augustus. And a rough guess, I'd say he's an agent of your brother's here to sabotage your game. What? Listen to me. As we speak, a large pile of explosives rests in the cellar of your club. I hold the detonator here. No. We're probably safe from any blast here in your chamber. But the rest of the club won't be. Precisely. And without your club, without its members, your plans to take the Empire will lie in ruins, my queen. This is a foul, unsportsmanlike, not fair play. Fair play? (laughs) Uh, This is a bet where the winner takes all. You'd really wipe out the members of the club? Antigone and Nyssa. Acceptable losses. You're as monstrous as her. This is a bluff. Peabody! Uh, The explosives are in the cellar, my queen. I am sorry. Oh, you have betrayed me. No, my queen. Augustus threatened my life. What do I care for your life when set against the game? Enough. Do you concede defeat? Never. Then you leave me no choice. The detonator. No! I'll stop him, my queen! Get up there! Peabody, be careful! I will save the club! No, not if I press the detonator! No! There, the last blasting cap removed. Tegan, we did it! The explosives are safe now? What's happening? It's the blasting caps! You mean someone just tried to detonate the explosives? So, uh, had we not just removed them? Yes, we'd have all been blown sky high. Doctor, nothing's happened. No explosion. No. How's it possible? Best laid plans, eh, Mr Augustus? It appears the Contingency Club is still very much here. (laughs) Then you have played your hand and lost. No, I have one card left. Peabody, on your knees. Please, no. And a gun? Is that your servant's head, my queen? You will agree to concede. 
You will leave Earth. You will forfeit the game. Augustus, don't. You expect me to abandon my game for Peabody? My queen, my queen, I have served you loyally. Concede the game. Concede the game or he dies. <laughs> then he dies. <laughs> Talk to she shot him. My queen! He's dead. This is a very good rifle. You didn't have to do that. I have sacrificed my pawn, Mr. Augustus. Your move. I... I... No? Then allow me to reload and you can share his fate. No! No! I believe the advantage is mine again. He's getting away. Oh, he knows his game is lost. Let him beg for my brother's mercy, for all the good it will do him. He still has a dozen Edwards at his command. Without Peabody, the Edwards time is done. What? They have served the club well, dug the tunnels, placed the explosives, but their usefulness is at an end. Their minds were tied to Peabody's. His demise will trigger theirs. They're going to die. Do not grieve. I can always grow more. Ah, fortuitous timing. What's that? An external comm signal. Brother! So delightful to hear from you. I cannot fail him. I cannot. Oh, you that. Edward? Sir? Whom do you obey? I obey you, sir. Good, 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 good. You're one of my lot. I need somewhere private to, uh, to gather my thoughts. This bedroom is unoccupied, sir. Inside, then. Come on! How might I be of assistance, sir? My gambit with the explosives has failed. I need to regroup, to try again. I cannot lose. Very good, sir. I want you to bring as many of your companions here as possible. Any Edward who will obey me. Do you understand? Yes, of course, sir. I... Edward, what is it? Oh, I do not know, sir. I... Edward! What's wrong? I need you. My apologies, sir. For this... Of my Come on then, let's find the doctor. What about everyone in the club? The members? We should get them out. Why? We've dealt with all the explosives. We don't know that. Marjorie's right. There could be more hidden somewhere. Listen, footsteps. Edwards, coming back from the tunnels. Something's wrong with them. That one's collapsed. Are they ill? Edward? I'm terribly sorry. I appear to have broken some wine bottles. Don't worry about that. Might I assist you? What's wrong with him? I don't know. I... Oh, no. What's happening to him? His body is degenerating. His entire cellular structure is breaking down. Can't we do anything? It's too fast. What? I Dissa, what just happened? A genetically curtailed lifespan. To get rid of them once they were no longer needed. It's horrible. The 
queen bred a whole species only to discard it. It's the sort of thing that would make the doctor very angry. Nessa, Tegan, we should go. Yes. I'm sorry, Edward. There was nothing I could do. We can make sure this Red Queen gets what's coming to her. Sister? You were expecting someone else, brother? I... Of course not. Perhaps you thought your agent would be in charge of my ship by now? Agent? What are you talking about? How dare you try to rig the game like this? Sister, I can assure your you... Your agent has been detected, brother, and neutralized. I speak of the one known as George Augustus. Sister, if you think I would resort the to... The game is mine. The next time we speak, brother, I will be the Red Queen of England. Out. Sibling rivalry, my queen? Doctor, seeing as Peabody is gone, I need someone else to deliver my ultimatum to the palace. That honor will be yours. Ah, very kind, but I hardly think Otherwise, Adric here will die. Doctor? Oh, dear. The drawing room. Look, there on the floor. Another Edward. Edward. Is... is there... Anything I might do for you? No, Edward. Just rest. He's the same as the ones in the cellar. Then they're all dying. Yes, this one's just at an earlier stage. Bet the members haven't noticed a thing. We need to get their attention. How? Help me with this table, Tegan. <coughs> Tea time is over! <laughs> Listen, all of you, you're in great danger. You must leave the club. No, listen. You have to leave now. Marjorie, it's pointless. They're all as deluded as my father. Wait a minute. They can't process anything we tell them. But what about the Edwards? The Edwards? If an Edward tells them something, maybe they'll listen then. But tells them what? I don't know. How about there's a fire in the club? Edward? Can you hear me? How... how might I serve? Edward, we need your help. Don't do it, Doctor. Selfless, Adric, but I think I have accurately read my opponent. Doctor? All right. You will assist me? No, but I'll make a bet with you, if you're willing. What is this? I have no time for tricks. No trick. A genuine wager. Ask Adric whether I'm a man of my word, whether he's prepared to put his life in my hands. Well, boy... Yes. I trust the Doctor with my life, always. And just what do you have to wager, Doctor? The blue box you found in the club. Your travel capsule. Oh, it's much more than that. It's called a TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. You are a Time Lord? Yes. That's what I wager. My TARDIS. Edward, do you have the strength to pass a message to the club members? It's urgent. An urgent message? I will... I will do my best. There's a fire in the club, Edward. Everyone must leave. A a fire? Tegan, he's too weak. No, I must warn the gentleman. I know he's dying, Nissa, but he could save everyone else. Let's get him to his feet. Uh, uh, the 
That's it. Easy. Gentlemen, I I must ask you to... They're not listening. Hold on. Quiet, please. Now, Edward. Gentlemen, I'm terribly sorry to interrupt your conversation. It appears there is an emergency on the premises. I must please ask you to vacate the club building as swiftly as possible. I do apologise for the inconvenience. Believe it. It's working. The TARDIS. Doctor, you can't. Well, my queen, if I win the bet, Adric's life is safe and you forget your plans. If I lose, you have my TARDIS. And all of time and space. Quite the field of play, isn't it? I've always found it so. But why should I not just take your ship, Doctor? Well, I'd advise against trying to fly it without proper instruction. Besides which, that really wouldn't be as fun as a wager, now would it? All of time and space. It is a tempting stake. Doctor! Then is it a bet? Let's toss a coin, roll the dice. Oh, but you'll want to see it first. Decide if it's worth the risk. It's just outside. Very well. But do not forget, I have a rifle. Of course. This way, then. Adric, come on. Edward, you did it. The members are all leaving. Oh. Edward! Will the gentleman be safe? Yes, Edward. Thank you. You are m- m- most welcome. Oh, Edward. He's dissolving. I can't watch. Come on, Nissa. Let's make sure everyone gets out. All right. Then we need to find the doctor. Yes. Thank you, Edward. Oh, just one thing before we leave your chambers, my queen. I really should give you this. Doctor, that's Tegan's... Tegan's cassette player, yes. What is that device? You see, the TARDIS is currently dormant so as not to trigger your fail-safes. But this device isn't. Here, catch! Warning! Warning! Advanced technology detected! Advanced? The cassette player? It's certainly not from the 19th century. Protocols of wager have been broken. Fail-safes initiated. No! What have you done? Jump to hyperspace in ten... Yes. But then why wager with the TARDIS? Oh, I'd never do that. I just needed to get us close enough to the door. (laughs) But now the ship's gone. There's nothing left at the centre of the club. So? So there's nothing holding this place together. You mean it's going to collapse? We need to get everyone out. No Edwards left. The club's collapsing. Can this day get any worse? I spoke too soon. My, 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 my lord. My sister says you have failed me, Augustus. 
Is this true? My lord, please. The, the, the club, it feels unstable. I, I, I need an emergency rescue. Please. The club? Then perhaps things have not gone my sister's way after all. I will check my monitors. Oh, but me, my lord. What about me? You? You still failed me, Augustus. My lord? Should the club collapse, it will make an impressive tomb. Out! Explain. We have to get everyone out. Oh, we've already done that. What? Excellent. Then there's just a chance we'll get out alive too. Run! We made it. Not quite. Get everyone away from the building. Everyone, back! It's going to collapse. That's it, back! All of you! Doctor, it's going! It's collapsing inwards! Contingency club. Did everyone get out? Where's Marjorie? I can't see Marjorie. Nessa, I made sure everyone got out, and I found my father. Good day, gentlemen, ladies. Mr. Stonegood, a pleasure. Hang on, did you just call us ladies? Of course. He can see us now, really see us. The perception filter was tied to the club. Now that's gone, it's all over. Doctor, the TARDIS, it was inside the club, it's been buried. Oh, she's a tough old thing. Her paintwork might be a little scratched, but she'll be perfectly all right. Once we get it out from under the rubble. Yes, perhaps Mr. Stonegood might be able to advise us on her excavation. A pleasure. It will still fly, though. I, I mean, as well as it ever does. Yes, Deacon. The TARDIS should be fully functional again. It just didn't want to trigger the Queen's ship jumping into hyperspace. It was your cassette player that did that in the end. What? You mean my... Primitive 1980s technology did something the TARDIS couldn't? Well, yes, in a way. You won't be getting it back any time soon, though. Typical. So we just need to retrieve the TARDIS and then we can be gone from this era. Well, there's no desperate hurry, is there? I thought you might all enjoy an extended stay in London. I think I've seen as much of the 19th century as I want to, Doctor. Join the club. Soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Zaltis. This is Zaltis. They call it the planet of the dead. You wondered what became of the inhabitants of Zaltis, Sable? Well, 
He has a few hundred thousand of them all in cryogenic stasis capsules. The Doctor traced the psychic attack on the TARDIS to this point. That's what brought us here in the first place. Chigan, where's she got to now? She's vanished too. This is a reminder that the incident is now two hours away precisely. How does 40 minutes suit you? As a head start, I mean. Head start? You want to make the hunt fun for them, don't you? Potential extinction level event. Extinction? Show me. Not for you, I'm afraid. For you, Tegan, time is most certainly up. Projections indicate it will enter Zaltis atmosphere in one hour and 56 minutes. You've broken the first law of planetary isolation. The penalty is death. Doctor, you were too late. What? He's gone. Hadric's gone. Oh, no. Big finish. We love stories. Let's do it again from the top, and we are running. Perfect. Three stories up, and no crash mats on the road below. That would have been convenient, but unusual for Pell-Bell. It's like where we are. The heart of Clubland. My name is Phil Mulrine, and I am the writer of the Contingency Club. I think it was probably nothing more than walking round that area of London, which I'd done a couple of times. And even today, it's still there are still gentlemen's clubs there. But that idea of the gentlemen's club and gathered in that particular area around Pall Mall and St James's, and in an era when it was thriving, so it's still sort of there, but in an era when it was at its peak, and if you were anyone, literary or scientific or whatever, you, 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 were, you were a clubbable man and you had a club to go to. Always you're sort of looking for an interesting world to take people inside, and although I'm sure we've seen clubs, we've probably seen clubs on Doctor Who even, or, or you've heard references to, I'm, I'm going to spend the afternoon at the club, but to actually take you inside one and do it in a little bit more detail, but then thinking of ways to twist that and make it a very odd, unique club. <laughs> My name is Peter Davis and I played the Fifth Doctor. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure, actually. That's why Are I you sure? I'm slow and deliberately. Because I was going to say, I'm, I'm Peter Davison. <clears throat> All right, I'm Janet Fielding and I play Tegan. I'm Peter Davison and I play the Fifth Doctor. Somebody said to me the other day about, uh, um, would you like to live in Victorian times? Uh, and I said, well, you'd have to push me up a couple of social classes because if my class where I was born was in Victorian times, I would be in a hovel. I'm not saying I was working class, but I'd be right down there at the bottom of the heap. And, um, and my lot were transported to yeah, Australia. Yeah, you'd just be in prison. <laughs> they were. <laughs> I'd be in prison. <laughs> My great-great-grandmother was transported for stealing two geese, supposedly. My name's um, Sarah Sutton, and I play Lissa. I still really like the historically stories. I understand them more than the other stories, which is probably <laughs> something to do with it, um, because there's something to hang on to. And I quite... They always seem to have such great characters, all the ones we've done, which are based in a historical setting. We've got Tim Benting in this time doing some great voices. Which yeah, he's is, very yeah, funny. He is very funny, and that's uh, great fun to listen to. And um, Those great just, British eccentrics. Yeah, it's yeah, great. It's, yeah. It, you know, it's, um, I think they're fun. I'm Matthew Waterhouse, and I'm playing Adric in a story set in 1864 in a gentleman's club. Very mysterious it is, too. I didn't get my sample, but their shared instincts confirm it. Confirm what? 
their clothes. You needed a tissue sample to confirm that? Fifty men all looking exactly the same wasn't enough? Both on the programme and, um, and, and doing the Big Finish stuff, I think this quartet's just wonderful. I like it more and more and more. And there's so much potential in them. I mean, we've got... There's so much... And Adric's fascinating because, you know, you can do both light, airy, bantery stuff, comic stuff, quite easily it fits, but you can also quite dark stuff, the little dark shadows in him that you can also... That wasn't meant to be a plug for dark shadows, actually. It was purely coincidental, I promise you, it really was. But there are dark aspects to him that you can also explore. So I think that uh, he has a great deal of potential, but and, all, and, and as a quartet, they do. I mean, we just record one by Andrew Smith, which is basically very intense. It's a very intense um, uh, drama. And this, on the other hand, is buoyant and almost Avengers-y in its sort of lightness and airiness and uh, the dialogue sort of bouncing around and everybody's being sort of bantering in that, almost that sort of Steed and Mrs Peel kind of way. And what's lovely about that quartet is that both of those approaches work uh, and, and lots of other approaches too. I, I think with good characters, you know, there's always a sense you don't know everything about them. In fact, probably it's always true of an interesting character that there are things unsaid about them and one of the things about this is is you can start to sort of explore all the unsaid areas about about this this quartet and I, I think it's really exciting and interesting hello i'm barnaby edwards and i'm the director of the contingency club the story immediately preceding this is a great big space opera which has uh, you know spaceships battling and and going between different star systems and things like that and this is all centered with the exception of a couple of excursions all centered around this one club in Pall Mall and you know one of my favorite stories that I've ever uh, had the great privilege to direct is The Chimes of Midnight which was all set in one tiny place it's a different sort of direction and you have to cast very differently as well because it's like going from directing Aida with with you know thousands of extras to going down to direct a tiny little chamber piece a tiny little sort of Jean-Paul Sartre play or something like that it's 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 going from massive to very small so you have to be very select in the casting make sure that none of the voices clash with each other but also so that you've got a kind of mix of of period voices for example in this one that the person who runs the contingency club is a person called Mr Peabody who is not as posh as he should be and uh, there was no necessary reason why London clubland people had to be absolutely posh but there's an immense snobbery to do with with the London clubs in Victorian times and still are today so I I was very keen to get Philip Jackson who is a superb actor people know him from Brassed Off and and Little Voice and various other things he's just so brilliant at playing that kind of not quite made it kind of person just you know independent all that kind of stuff but just slightly never quite in the top echelon uh, he is in the top echelon of actors, but he's he's brilliant at playing not quite the top echelon of, of human beings. My name is Philip Jackson, and I'm uh, working on this episode of the Doctor Who dramas, uh, in which I play a character called Mr Peabody, who is the chairman stroke secretary of uh, a very posh gentleman's club. It is my privilege as club secretary to welcome you as a new brother. You have attained full membership of London's premier gentleman's society. You are most welcome, sir, to the ranks of the Contingency Club. That is perfect, absolutely perfect. I think what's, what's kind of attractive to actors about doing this kind of work is that you can play certain parts that you probably wouldn't get if you were seen, you know, if you are in vision. Also, you could play characters older or younger than yourself, which, which wouldn't work you know, in a film or a, a TV thing. And also you can, it's a slightly heightened type of acting, I suppose, because when you know you've only got your voice 
to do the work you know you, um, you're asking the audience to imagine what you're imagining is going on in the scene and that's quite a different sort of skill I suppose a different you've got a different attitude to it you know the other sort of protagonist is a sort of society clubland journalist called Mr Augustus and for him I knew I wanted someone who was clubland who absolutely fitted in there uh, so I've got Clive Merrison who many people will know as the person who did all of the audio Sherlock Holmes rather and he um He's got that kind of class, sort of. Well, he's brilliant at playing that kind of class. So those two clashing together are—it makes a very, very interesting mix. I'm Clive Merrison, and I'm playing the part of Augustus. Thank you, Edward. You may go now. Edward, they obey only me, Mister Augustus. You may go, Edward. Very good, sir. Gee up. Now, inside the club, Mister Peabody. Well, I was in. The Tomb of the Cybermen with Pat Troughton and Fraser Hines and Debbie Watling in 1969. And it was famously, it was the um, one of the lost episodes. Jim Callum I played. And um, then we fast forward God knows how many years to Paradise Towers, which I did with um, Sylvester McCoy and uh, Bonnie Langford. And um, I did a double act with Richard Bryars but it was terribly exciting. The third figure is is the Red Queen, and I was having ages and ages and ages trying to think of someone who, because she's not of this earth, but she had to fit into that kind of little triangle, and eventually I suddenly thought, well, of course, there's no reason why she'd have to have a British accent. So I went with Lorelei King, who is, uh, oh, she's in lots of things, people know her from Notting Hill and, and uh, the House of Mirth and things like that, but she is... Really, I mean, she's an absolute audio goddess. My name is Lorelai King, and I'm lucky enough to be playing the Red Queen. Of course I have held to the agreed rules, brother. I don't know whether to believe you. Why would I break them when I am so close to victory? I know you, sister. You would do anything to win. I love the Red Queen. She has uh, a lot of qualities I admire. She's not very good at sports involving balls. Neither am I. I really admire the way she bosses the men around and they kind of worry if she frowns. They wait on her hand and foot. I think that's really nice. But mostly what I love about her is her sense of gaming and challenges. And all she wants to do is win. And that's the only power she seems to be after. Not world power, not world domination, but just power over the game, power over odds, power over other people's skill. And I admire that. I think a writer likes to do something original, or if not completely original, because maybe there are no original thoughts, but to do a twist that kind of makes it feel fresh and interesting. So you look for worlds and settings that are interesting. Um, but also I was, you know, I was thinking, so we've got to have a big badge, you've got to have a villain, it's Doctor Who, but how do you twist that slightly to make it slightly fresher and what do these villains normally want to do? Take over the world. But why do they want to do that? Are they just megalomaniacs who, who just want to take over? Maybe there could be another motivation there. So gradually, or, or, or I don't know, a eureka moment just, just hit me. What if it's all a game? She's not taking it over because she really wants the power. It's because she's made a bet and and she she's determined to, to win that wager. Because the Red Queen comes from another planet, she doesn't understand the class structure, which is perfect because 
America, although it has a moneyed class structure, doesn't have the same class structure as Britain. So to have an American voice playing that is it's sort of I just think it makes it really interesting. And then you sort of fit everyone else in around it. I was lucky enough on the the television series of Doctor Who. I was very excited to hear I had a role, and, and then I learned it was a voiceover in an episode called A Town Called Mercy. And it was fun because there was an actress playing my character when she was young, when she was a child, and I was providing the voice of this character when she was older. And it was it was really a thrill to be part of such an iconic show. I won't lie. It was it was great. And I didn't have to uh, get up too early to do it. Bonus. I'm Tim Bentink, and I play um, Wakefield, um, Grinville Wakefield, I believe. And then I'm, I, I haven't done him yet, but I'm, I'm going to do the caveat like that. And uh, then who am I? I'm Stonebridge, who is a different chap in the club. In fact, I'm also club member one and club member two. At the last minute, I was having to find various different sort of chaps in the club, which is just bliss. This is why, you know, this is why I come and do this, just because we have such fun. And then you have Ollie McCauley, who is playing all of the all of the Edwards in it, which is a very, that's a very tricky thing as well, because... For the joke to work, uh, he's got to be identical, um, and yet he's got to have slightly different characters and different sort of motivations within those those the characters. I'm Ollie McCauley, and in this production I am going to be playing Edward, or several of the Edwardses. Thank you, Edward. Sir? Come along, Edward. Yes, sir. That house over there belongs to Mr George Augustus. And the strangers are within, sir. I saw them speak to Augustus outside the club. It is a place for us to start. Of course, sir. Very well. Edward, you wait with the carriage. Very good, sir. While you come with me, Edward. Yes, sir. Around the back, I think. That couldn't be more perfect. That couldn't be more perfect. That was brilliant. You sold that brilliantly, both of you. Thank you very much. So I think the challenge is with playing yourself repeatedly in the same thing on the radio play is you've got to, first of all, figure out, because he's a clone, he's got to, you know, be the same person, but also he's got to have sort of slightly different personalities, but it's got to not come across as if it's two different characters, but trying to find the happy medium between someone who's just, you know, been attacked or someone who's in a bad mood or someone who's, you know, just been kicked. It's just finding... A like slight, tiny little tweak in your voice or emphasis to try and get over the confusion of having multiple roles as the, as the same person. This is my first big finished production for uh, the radio plays here, and um, it's it's very exciting. I was quite nervous actually to come in because I've never done radio plays before. When I came in this morning, I thought, God, these people are so good, and I'm just going to screw it up all day. But fortunately, I had met Alison, who's playing in this episode as well with me. I met her back in 2007 when we did Panto together which is actually quite convenient as uh, this is how we met. I met the director Barnaby as well. So a bit of eight-year gap, but now we're back on doing some projects together and it's great fun. My name is Alison Thea Scott and I'm playing Marjorie Stonegood and the computer. Oh, Nissa! Oh, you were so brave. You stayed so calm, even when that fellow had you by the wrist. Marjorie, you're equally brave. After all, you found your way into the club all by yourself. You rescued us. If you're finished congratulating one another, shall we get out of here? Marjorie Stonegood is quite contemporary in her behaviour almost within, even though she's part of that Victorian world. She's a little bit more wily than perhaps the other characters in that world. And I like that that means that she can interact with the Doctor and kind of actually have a bit more of gumption to her. Super fun. Well, when I first received it, I was delighted to find that it was set in in Victorian London um, because I grew up 
with Tom Baker stories. That's very much the kind of the milieu that I that I I most see Doctor Who in. I mean, I, I know they've used it an awful lot in the new series and everything, and I can absolutely see why. But you know, the whole talents of Wang Chang, kind of Victorian London. There's just something I think in any script that that's set in that era that that instantly gives you kind of atmosphere or something and i i think when i first got this script i, I it absolutely threw me straight in there it's all set in st james and it's all set in in sort of london club land and there's something there's a little bit of a uh, picture of dorian gray in there and a little bit of sherlock holmes because there's a sort of private sleuth in there and things it's an area where doctor who thrives and i think it's great that it's not an area where we've generally seen this particular TARDIS team. So it was really thrilling to to do that, having just come off a, a great big kind of space adventure in the first story of this trilogy, to then go into this one, although they're all self-contained stories, but to go into this one was just fantastically exciting to go back into history and, and uh, find that things might not be all well in Clubland. <laughs> 